Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my co-host, Scouse Andy. How are you, Scouse? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, another week's finally through nearly. So uh, busy week, yeah. busy week. But yeah, we're getting there, mate. It's uh, it's all right. It's also been a really busy week as well in the Commander's world. But to be honest with you, didn't expect it to be this busy. But there's lots to talk about, which is just mental, isn't it? You think there it's always the is, though, isn't it? There always is when it comes to us. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It seems to be we never get a week off where it's like, that's nothing to talk about, mate. <laughs> there's you know, always something to talk always about. Always something. So always week... some douchebag, always some douchebag trying to do us in. Do you know what I mean? There's always, <laughs> always, is, there's always that. Yeah. This week we're going to split it up slightly. So this week we're going to start by talking about the off the field stuff. So first of all, the owners' meeting took place um, on Monday and Tuesday last week. Um, drunk Jim Ursay um, came out and started uh, spouting his mouth as always about the sale. We also heard from Roger Goodell um, as well a little bit, and really there wasn't a lot said. It was a lot of a lot of bluff and bluster, and a lot a lot of nothing. Nothing words were were said. You know, they wish Josh Harris the best. They hope that he gets over the line at some point, but nothing new to report there at all. So a little bit of a busted flush, really, more than anything. We knew yeah. earlier on before the week that they weren't going to take votes, and it hadn't got that far. So yeah, a bit of a pointless uh, exercise, yeah, really. That to be honest, it's a bit, bit frustration, a uh, bit frustrating, isn't it? But you know, it is it is what it is, and. You know, let's say as long as it's as long as it's done before the end, before the start of the actual regular season starts, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I am too, and I know this is going to yeah. take time, especially when you're trying to vet 18 different people. You know, it's going to take its time, and we've just got to be quite patient and hope that this, this is going to go ahead um, as soon as we can. Another bit of news then that came out was Brian Davis, who obviously tried to buy the commanders um, with his uh, his uh, white people's money. Uh, he, has, he has decided <laughs> to sue Bank of America following his unsuccessful bid for the commanders. He obviously seeked claims and damages um, for five hundred million. And, uh, billion, billion, that, bro, billion. Sorry, uh, no, it was five hundred billion. Is that what he went for? I thought it was five hundred million. No, that's how stupid he is. No, not how stupid it is. It's five hundred billion. Really? Okay. Yeah, anyway. that's what I'm saying. it's insane. Stupid, stupid as hell, Davis, man. Really is. <laughs> He claims, that, idiot, bro. he claims that the cheque was uh, presented and it was never cleared due to it being an international transfer um, of money. <laughs> uh, and, and then weirdly, that has now dropped in the torts court, as it's called, um, when you're going in for obviously claims for compensation. Uh, that's gone down to 999,000, so just shy of a million. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... Honestly, the guy, I, the guy's I, a jester, mate. Honest to God, absolute yeah. joke. Thank God he got nowhere near this franchise. <laughs> but yeah, that's still stuff that we uh, we have to talk about. Another bit we've got to talk about, really, then, is um, DC as a um, as a county has filed a request for proposals for the popular point site um, across from Nats Park. So it's a hundred ten acre site, um, originally a two billion pound, uh, so two billion dollar. Um, mixed use plan was approved back in 2008, uh, but it never got off the ground. And it's a spit of the a spit of land that's um, south of the Capitol and Frederick Douglass bridges, um, right next to Anacosta Park is where it is. So it's literally just the other side of both Audi Field and Nats Park. So it's it's pretty close in the DC area, and that's been um, raised as a bit of a sleeper as to where they potentially could put a new stadium for us, because um, we all know that there is issues around buying land around RFK and buying the RFK site. It's kind of been regenerated that area and it's quite expensive. And obviously all the land around there is federally owned land. So it's not land that's um, that's going to be given the green light for another stadium. So, so, so who owns so who owns Poplar then? Who owns so the Poplar land? The DC government does at the moment. The actual government, the local government yes. rather than the feds. Yeah. Right. yeah, local government, yeah. So they, yeah. they bought that land back in 2008 yeah, for two billion. Get, the two billion, yeah. But it and what's it going to cost now? Then 
I don't know. That's that's it's cost more than that. <laughs> it's an interesting thing, isn't it? But from what the what I've led to believe, what I've heard rumors are that um, Josh Harris and the new ownership group have looked at trying to potentially sell off the land that we have at Ashburn, um, which obviously would kind yeah, of worth a lot of money. Slightly, that's a lot of money. I mean? yeah. So there's a lot of real estate there, especially if you're a developer. Um, you know, there's a yeah, lot there's, of there's there's a big um, around there. There's a big like yeah, that's what I'm looking for. You know, like IT, like 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 that type of thing, and um, and, and that land worth a lot of money, Ashburn. Really is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that might negate the cost of obviously if we were to buy this land. Now, some people have put pictures up on Twitter. Some people have tried to trace out the size of RFK and the size of FedEx Field and said you can't really fit it in. You probably could fit it in something maybe a little bit smaller than RF, uh, sorry, than FedEx Field, but it doesn't mean that you can't drill down. Do you know what I mean? To almost have like a bowl, if you like. So my my vision in here, if you're a UK fan listening to this, is if you think about like the stadium light at Sunderland, or if you're a US fan, if you think about the um, the new uh, Chargers and Rams stadium, um, that is built and sunken into the ground. So there's no reason why they can't do something similar to that. So uh, well, I yeah, think the difference lot... is though. I think the difference is you look at like the actual quality of that land though. You know that that poplar is right next. As you say, it's right next to the sea, isn't it? It's right next, it is to, right next to the, the Potomac. Potomac. It's right Potomac, next to the Potomac. Yes. So it might be quite hard to dig down there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just saying. You know, might cost a lot more to make that happen and make it safe. But but yeah, because Everton are trying to do something like that with the Albert Dock yeah. and Liverpool, That's and it's right. just costing an absolute arm and a leg to even just get the actual foundations right there. So um, so yeah, so it could definitely make a big time, like you know, more excess of money. Uh, it could be a money pit. As they call it, you know, for cars, when you get like the car that depreciates, it's not worth anything, but you still keep buying the parts. It's the same type of thing for this, you know. What I mean, you can, oh no, another bill, another bill, another bill, and I think that'll be the uh, the problem, you know. But but yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to sink down. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand why it couldn't fit it. It's got it's got is it 110 acres? I think that's plenty to. Yeah. I think yeah. it's plenty plenty uh, space for all of it. Even if you didn't have to dig down, if you, I mean, to be fair. Let's face it, 80,000, 90,000, like we originally had at, at FedEx. You know, realistically, are we going to get that every week? No. Probably not, unless we are a genuine winning team. You know, that we are a contender, like, like you know, the Chiefs are every year or something like that. Then, yeah, okay, we'll probably sell it out every week. But but in general, I think I think 60, 65 is probably about the... Yeah, I was the thinking right, around right 70. Us, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, thereabouts, about 70 mm. is what I was probably thinking would be about yeah. right with that. Yeah. Interesting, certainly an interesting area because it's the first time that we've kind of looked at anything that's in DC that apart from RFK. But I just think RFK is going to be a non-starter, unfortunately. I mean, they've tried for how many years, just, yeah. and I just don't think this is going to get any easier for anybody. I think, I think it's just hope, isn't it? It's hope that we want to be back there. We want to relive the glory days, and that's what it was. So, so for us, it's like we. I want it back. I mean, to be fair, I want it back in DC. It doesn't matter technically where for yeah. me, but I mean, I want it in DC. It doesn't matter where about in DC as long as it is in DC, and it's got good metro links. It's got the good the infrastructure structure around it to actually be able to make it accessible considering like FedEx is out in the middle of nowhere and you've got to walk like half an hour from the actual nearest tube station so you know it's that's 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 shit you know what I mean like and the parking's obviously shocking shock, shock, sorry the parking's good but getting in and out is a nightmare for yeah uh, that's for all cars, for me look cars. if you're no, in the yeah, orange lot best of luck mate do you know what I mean because that is that is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not getting out two, for hours, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, two or three it's a joke. hours getting out of a game. It's, it's just a joke, just man. Enough, or you pay ridiculous money for the red lot, you know, which is, yeah. you know, they're the same price as the ticket, like $150, yeah. $200. No, just for crazy. a parking spot, it's a joke, man. You know, it so hopefully, bit, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can pull it out the bag. Now, I know this last bit of news, obviously, you've got a little bit on your scouts' sizzle about this, but we'll we'll go through it anyway, and we'll have a bit of a chat about it a bit later. So, the US Patent and Trademark Office denied the trademark application for the name Commanders. Uh, the reason for the denial was, one, the existence of a trademark for Commanders Classic, which is used for a college football game between the Army and the Air Force, and also a pending application um, fielded by a man in the D.C. area called Martin Corley, who filed trademarks for the Washington Space Commanders and Washington Wolf Commanders. Um, so this is that guy, again, who we knew about when we were changing the name initially. 
um, that talked about that he had all these ideas, all of this merchandise that he'd made, all of these names that he trademarked, and we're in this boat again, where unfortunately the patent office is saying you cannot trade as the commanders. Now, this fuels fire to the rumours of rebranding, to the rumours of not using commanders, to go into something else. I mean, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, and I'll put it out there, I do not want the name changed again. We're here now. We'll just get on with it now. I don't think it doesn't matter what, what, what we're called. The to history, the legacy is always going to be there. I know it does feel sometimes like we are an expansion team now and we've gone away from what we had before. But if we start winning again, that's all that matters. Winning on the field is all that matters. It doesn't matter what they're called as long as they win football games then we've got something to crow about. And I think because we haven't had that winning for so long, and it's always been that trying to be competitive and middle of the road, middle of the road year on year, we always need something to talk about. So, yeah, that's that's my opinion. What's your thoughts on it, Scouse? Well, do you want to go straight into the sizzle with it? Yeah, Cause, you can cause do this, Because yeah. this, this is the one that's really pissed me off, to be fair, this week. Um, you know, how on earth? I mean, fair enough, that Macaulay fella is an absolute tool bag, right? He goes, oh, I'll do it for free. All Washington have got to do is come and talk to me about it. What a load of bollocks, man. Why on earth would you even, why would you even try and, uh, and do about 30 or 40 different possible names or permutations of names and trademark them? Just, to, just, just so what, Jason White can speak to you about it and say, oh, by the way, you know, any chance of giving us that number? No. No fucking chance. He he obviously wants something, and it isn't just a little bit of cash. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously he's it's something shady, man. He is a shady little mofo. I don't know if he's like doing it on purpose. Maybe he's a maybe he's a Dan Snyder dude. You know what I mean? Might be putting him up and saying, "Oh yeah, here's fifty k. Make sure you trademark all these names." You just don't know, dear. Do I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, sure. But the thing is, you don't know who this guy is. This guy's just some some dude off the street, and, he, and he's there holding us to ransom. Nah, there's something something shady going on here. And, you know, and I think, to be fair, I think what we should do is just fuck all them off, fuck him off, and just, and go for something like the Washington Natives and bring back the emblem. Now, that'd be really nice. It's a nice name. I don't know if, I don't know if that dude has actually trademarked that one as well. I don't know, but but I think that that'd be the best way to go about it. Cause I, I, I'd like the Natives. I think it's a really nice one. Um, but the thing is, as well, it's like, this is a big... If... if, if you know, when they did the rebrand, you know, it took them two years to come up with the commanders. So you think when they're in that two-year time spell that they've they've actually gone and researched it and thought, well, you know what? This could definitely be trademarked and be safe. Surely? I mean, that's just pure incompetence if you've not done that. So that's on Jay Wright and his boys. Do you know what I mean? It's his business lads and Dan Snyder and everybody else. And again, another... Stupidity. Another thing on that, Scouse, is the whole reason apparently behind the Red Wolves saga was that that was trademarked and that, it yeah. was that we would never get it through trademark law. So if that's the case, why can't we get commanders through there? Now, another interesting point here that fuels the fire a little bit between this rebrand and about potential rebrand is Matt, Matthew Paris, obviously, um, from Washington Times. Fair play to him. He got this tweet yeah. out. He had a tweet out with the US, that a US trademark has been issued for the Washington football team for clothing branding from Pro Football Inc. in Maryland Corporation, which is who owns the team. And that was filed and accepted on the 23rd of May, 2023, two days ago. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So obviously it looks like we're going back to the football team then, doesn't it? If that's been accepted, that's what it looks like. But isn't this, isn't this so stupid though? So this is obviously going to be another placeholder type of name, isn't it? Yep, We're going to go possibly. back to the football team because obviously, if this dickhead Macaulay won't let us actually use commanders anymore without his buddy's specific, you know, whatever bung that he wants, and we're not going to give it to him, then we're going to go back to the football team and then we might just keep it as that or change the football club. You know, just yeah, leave I'd it like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Just leave it like I, that. I mean, I, for us, dude, I got used to it. I got used, used to it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, used we, to it. We, we, we used to it as it. As it English anyway, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Like the football clubs and all that for our soccer teams. But you know, it's just like it's it's just a lot of shady shit going on here that's trying to make the new guys look bad as well, not just the the the, the Dan Snyder guy going and all his boys. It's trying to make Jason Wright look bad and all the other dudes that we've not actually done this properly. Where's the due diligence if you've spent two years on this name, possible rebranding, and all the money that comes that actually costs. To actually redo yeah. a rebrand, all, all the clothes and everything else you've got to change, and that costs a hell of a lot of dollar. 
and these guys and these and these guys are stupid and these guys are stupid to go oh you know what oh this guy might be able to stop us in a few years you know because he has uh, what is it I can't remember space commanders or some yeah, stupid yeah, name space commanders yeah so let me go back to something it. So else Washington, Washington space commanders and yeah. Washington wolf commanders you see what I mean like so, so to be fair how was that even like even even allowed to be trademarked it's not even the same name so Washington commanders and they're like the Washington Wolf Commanders or whatever, the Space Commanders. It's a load of shit, man. Like, so something's going on here. Something's going on in the background to try and shaft the new owner. And I think Dan's got something to do with it, man, because he is not going to let this... He is not going to let this fuck... He's going to walk out at the door and everything's going to be... Oh, everything's hunky-dory. He's going to try and fuck us for probably years coming down the line, man. Do you know what, Scouse? I absolutely love your conspiracy theories. It's all Dan Snyder's hey, fault. Hey, Everything right now is, is dope. Give it a couple of years. Benchmark this show. Two or three right. years from now, and we'll right. find that. And I'll, and I'll say, yeah, my conspiracy theories are right, bro. That's what I'm saying. So we'll go on to on-the-field news then. So lots happened on the field as well this week. Um, so August the 15th and August the 16th, we have joint practice with the Ravens at the Ravens practice facility for two days. Um, thoughts on joint practice, Scouse? Right thing, wrong thing? Um, I, th- I think right thing because, end of the day, Ron's been doing something the same old, same old every season, and that's not joint practices for the last three years he's been here. So, yeah. And what have we done? We've done the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But what's that? That's definition insanity. of insanity, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this time he's thought, fuck it, you know what? I'm going to change it up. And I like it. I, I think it's like a good it idea. I think, uh, you know, obviously those guys are going to go health, uh, you know, 100 mile an hour, but I should have as starters. But when it comes to the game, you won't see the starters at all because they'll already practice hard for those two those two days fully. So, yeah, and you've got, you've got yeah, to remember I don't, think, well. I don't think you'll see I don't think you'll see them. On the on the actual match day, you you got to remember as well AFC and NFC, so that's helpful as well. That we're we're not in you know the same conference or anywhere near each other, which is as in division wise, which is good. So just up the beltway, no travel time at all. Happy days. Yeah, true, yeah, true, I'm, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite comfortable with that. If you said, oh, we're going to Buffalo and we're going to play the Bills, you know, I'd, yeah, I'd, exactly, like, yeah. I'd a bit be a bit like, mm, okay, you know, maybe that's the connotations because you have to move the team, you have to move everything around the team, you have to move all of the equipment, all of the, and it just becomes a logistical nightmare. So going thirty minutes up the road, I'm quite comfortable with that. Do you know what I mean? I've got mm-hmm. no no issues with that, and I think it's a good thing. I really do. So OTAs have started um, this week as well, and the highlights so far, and we'll go through this a little bit. So Sam Howell has looked very very good by all accounts from what I've read. Uh, on social media, some of the videos I've seen. Now I get it. We've got to temper our expectations here. He's not throwing against live, you know, live defenses. There's no pads on. There are people there, but it's you know, it's practices, it's workouts, and it looks like he's doing what he should be doing. House work look very good. He's working with the ones. Jacoby Brissett is working with the twos. Brissett is uh, what John Kime called feeling his way into the offense. Um, but how is making every throw possible out there? Um, he only had three incompletions on the entire day yesterday and uh, uh, of day two, and all three were drops. They were not his fault. Yeah, so it's I mean, good. It's good. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's 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 a good market that the guy can play. Obviously, under no pressure. Um, this is obviously you kind of expect a st- a start and quality quarterback in the NFL to actually be able to do that. Slice defenses up, especially in OTAs. You know, I say it's there's real no pressure on him, and, and the defense is trying to, you know, find a way. You, you know what I mean? So for me, it's like nice that he's playing well. No, it's nice. I mean, it'd be a nightmare if he was having an absolute shocker. I mean, that'd be like, oh my god, what we what have we done? We put it all on how, and he can't handle it even in OTAs. That'd have been bad, you know. So at least, so at least this, it tells us still that again, I'm still on the Howell train. I think Howell's gonna be a very good quarterback in this league. So. So for me, it's nice to see that he actually is looking decent already. Nice. Yeah, the other thing is, um, I think George Carmi, shout out to George, um, put together a video and it was a video of Sam Howell and it was like a 30-second split video. You can go and search him on Twitter. I'm pretty certain it's on there. And then right next to it was Carson Wentz last year and the inaccuracies and in the throws from Carson Wentz was shocking. It was wild. And I was just like, right, okay, this is completely two different um, beasts here. You know, I mean, when we look at them, when we compare and contrast to the exact same times, and don't forget, Sam Howell's in exactly the same boat, but so is everybody else. They're all learning a brand new offense. 
So Carson Wentz came in here learning a brand new offense. And if you look at the difference, you think, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite stark. You know, so, so it's really, really clear that that, that has happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, another thing then, uh, Eric Bieniemy, obviously boisterous, vocal, as he has been, shouting at Sam Howell when um, he threw a pick on day one to Percy Butler. Um, and, you know, shouting at him saying... Was that day pick. one, was it? Was that day yeah. one, was it? He says, your pick, you go and get it. You know what I mean? So he yeah, because he didn't chase him, did he? He just stopped no, and he didn't do anything. Stopped, like, so... Yeah, I like that. I like that. Again, hold him to be accountable. Bet, you know, you, on, you made doing. the mistake. You try and rectify it straight away. Yeah, I like that. I like that. A lot of, lot of noise, a lot of chat training, you know, a lot of, if I want a centre in there, you do your job. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that going on that he's talking about. Um, the big nickel, we'll talk about that, the big nickel or the buffalo um, nickel, as it's been known, um, been shared with Quan Martin and Percy Butler stepping up. Um, and the slot corner has also been shared between Benjamin St. Juice, Forbes and Martin at times. So it's been a bit of a mishmash around the back back end of, uh, of the, the team there. But it looks like they're trying everyone out at different positions, trying to see what best suits now so that they can run this later when we get further into training camp, which is a good thing. And this Percy is what training's Butler, all about, isn't it? It's what training's exactly. all about. Mm-hmm. As I said before, Percy Butler picked off how um, it was a timing issue and not an errant throw, is what I've, what I've been told. So it wasn't anything to do with Sam Howell. It was the route that was run by Cole Turner. Um, and he was he was picked off by Percy Butler. Um, and then we've got to get on to it, really. Chase Young, Montez Sweat and Charles Leno did not attend the voluntary uh, workout programme. Obviously, with this in mind, Christian Burt from uh, UKHTTC, um, go and check him out. He does some really good blogs. Um, if you just research in Google UKHTTC, yeah, yeah. you'll find him. Um, he's asked us on Twitter saying, Chase not attending, is it a big deal or is it um, not a big deal? Well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, the thing is, is that he's he, this has always been his his way. He's always done the same thing every every season. So is oh, am I shocked that he didn't show up? No, I'm not shocked. The only thing is, is that he's meant to be a leader and a captain. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to lead by example, man. Not just rah rah big in your face when he's there. You've got to actually be. You've got to be there and do do by the numbers. You know what I mean, do it properly every day. Like Terry, for example, you know, Terry missed out last year, but that was only because of his contract issue. He's there every year. You know what I mean? Every year. He, he didn't he's miss training leader. camp, did he? He, he? he just missed OTAs. He missed the OTAs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he missed the volunteers. And obviously, he signed him up before, obviously, he, started, he would play uh, as he didn't train. I get that. And, and you know, I, I, I can understand that. And obviously, that's a business decision. But with Chase, this is not a business decision. This is stupidity to me because, yeah. you know, the thing is that he needs more training. He, he needs more within the team because he's produced shit after his first season. He's produced nothing. Now, I understand he's had a really horrible injury and he really has. But at the end of the day, this guy's got to show up and say, look, man, I'm here, I'm here to work. I'm here to actually produce and say, look, hey, there's FUs. You don't want to pick up my fifth-year option. I'll show you mofos. I'll be there and I'll show you all out how it's done. But instead, nah, I'll stay away and I'll do my own thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, it doesn't show like how... Um, it was it pain last year, yeah. Pain, pain came anyway, even he was pissed off. Don't get me wrong, dog. Every player is going to get pissed off. You say, I'm not guaranteeing you that 17 million in your fifth year option because we haven't seen enough from you. I understand players are going to be pissed, do you know what I mean? But it's about how you handle that. And obviously, at the moment, Chase has not handled it well, in from what I can see. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, for me, Chase Young needs to have more time on the training field. Why wouldn't you want to be around the guys, around the locker room, putting the work in, showing the rookies, this is how we do things here. This is the culture that we're building. You know, I look to the leaders of this team, the captains, and I think, yeah, okay, Grand Payne's not a captain, but he led by example, as you said. The Terry McLaurin's, the John Allen's. I'm, I'm thinking about taking chases to see off and give it so to Payne. They're all, they're all there. They're all doing the thing. They're all playing, you know, they're all at the, at the OTAs. And you just think to yourself, what are you actually playing at here? You know, you'd rather spend time in a camp with, you know, uh, with somebody else or, you know, in, in California. He's probably, he's probably just working out in his own gym. That's probably all he's doing. Maybe. I, like, I, come I, on. I look at it and just think to myself, you need to prove now to everybody that you are this person, this generational talent that we picked at number two for a reason. You've had a bad injury. I get that. And also at the same time, 
we said this last year when he first came back into um, playing. You know, that San Francisco game is, is is the example. When he found out my knee is good and it feels okay and he had that contact, it was a case of, oh, we're starting to see a little bit of flashes of what he knew before. But for me, even in year one, although he was rookie of the year, there was no finesse. There was no spin moves. There was no... Um, no, he was always a ball rush, power rusher, wasn't he? That's what yeah, he always and that was. Doesn't, and that doesn't always work. So you, what we thought was going to happen is you go away in that off-season you learn. And you look at it, you've got one of the best to ever do it for us in Ryan Kerrigan. You know, absolute surefire, gold jacket, Hall of Fame, ring of honour, all that stuff for us. He's your coach. <laughs> Why aren't you listening to what this guy's got to say? The all-time sack leader at the franchise you're playing for, and he's no slouch. Brian Kerrigan, you know what I mean? He was he was a beast. And I, you know, one of my all-time favorite players. And you think, I, why aren't you mm-hmm. doing that? Why aren't you you listening and taking that advice from him? Instead, you're staying away, which in its own right tr- proves to me and gives me a bit of a bad vibe from it. And I'm now sitting here and I put it in our on our group chat again. Is he a bust? Is this a bust? Well, he, well for well, me he, well, right he's, now, it he's is. acting like one. He's acting like a bust. He's acting like a bust, you know. Um I'm not going to regret hope... it and sit back and think, oh, we could have had Justin Herbert, because you, you don't know that. You don't know how that's going to And the thing is, out. as well, Justin Herbert at that point was in a gimmick yeah. offense, and you're thinking, is this guy got what it takes? You know what I mean? So I get why we didn't even think about him at two. I understand, you know. It was uh, always so the top two been... were always locked in, weren't they? You, you yeah, were never going to get away from conversation. That. Yeah, there's no. no conversation. And the thing is, though, with pass rushes in the college game, this is what you normally see. You don't see many guys that have a real plan. You just mm-hmm. see guys using their athleticism and strength. And that's what, and that's what Chase did. And that's why he destroyed Wilson because he was that athletic. He was that strong, you know. But he, as you say, he doesn't have spin moves. He doesn't set guys up in ways to make no. sure he gets the callback next time. You know, stuff like that. He, he didn't really even have a thought process of that. And I think it was just taking him a long, long time to try. And last, in the second year when he did, he did try different things and tried to finesse things. But he was, he was bad at it, let's face it. He was bad. Yeah, he and that's was. why he never got any sacks. Actually, yeah. never got any sacks until like week ten, and then and then blew his knee, and that was it. You know, so, um, you know, I, I just I just don't know really with, with Chase. I mean, you know, I say you, you you really want to bank on that number two being like the actual mainstay and the yeah and the stu- and the stud guy that you've got. But but yeah, man, it's it's difficult at the moment. I mean, you know, he's he's not doing himself any favors for that way. And I don't think I think it's funny as well because I've got <clears> a caught the end of uh, an interview with Jonathan Allen who spoke out about the absence of Chase Young, saying expectations just lead to disappointment. That was one of his quotes. And then he also okay. said, he later, he later added, at the end of the day, it, the, the, it only Chase knows. Now that tells me there, they're pissed off that he is in there too. Yeah, I mean, it's I another, mean, another team captain saying about a team captain, look, why, why aren't you here? here? Yeah. I can, yeah. Charles Leno, I can understand in some respects. I still find that a little bit strange that he is in yeah. there. I'm, I'm not liking that one at all, to be fair. No. I, I'm hating that one more than Chase, to be fair. Because oh, okay. of a, of course a new offense, because it's a brand new offense there, yeah, and yeah. and he needs and he needs to learn that shit, man. I mean, this with the defense, like they know what they've got. Their scheme ain't changing, so Sweat and Chase can they can have those few days off or whatever it is. Really, if you really don't even you know, look into it too much. But from from an offensive side of things, he needs to meet the enemy. If is he going to be a starting left tackle for us? Is he not? Now that's the only thing you could think of from his side of things, like saying, well, actually. I'm probably going to get caught anyway, so why show up? That might be he his might thing. Be. That might, might be his thing. But otherwise, why isn't he there? Because it's a brand new offense. It's it's getting installed right now. Why isn't he there? You see what I mean? So that, and he's at least the most veteran player on our offensive line. So why isn't he there? So that's really yeah. so that's, that's annoyed me. But again, if he if he thinks he's going to get caught, then I kind of understand why he doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to the get other hurt. Thing is, you know what I mean? is he is he hurt still? Is he coming back from injury? Has well, he been excused? I, I just read a, we I don't did, know I any just, of this. Well, I just read a tweet from his missus. Missus is on that, Twitter, yeah. and she that, yeah, yeah, I'm in best shape of my life. Last nine pounds, I'm, and my husband's in his best shape of his life. Well, if that's the case, why is why he, isn't he there? So you mean he, oh, he's obviously not injured yet. He's not injured anymore. Do you know what I mean? So why isn't he? Why isn't he there? So it must be to do is this a thought process, or he's probably been told he's going to get caught. That's what I think. Maybe. But the other thing is, it hasn't been mentioned. Obviously, as you'd no. expect the Washington media to, to go by, no one has really mentioned Charles Leno being being missing. Now, I understand it's voluntary. This is the thing. It is voluntary. So you cannot mandate them to go there. 
But at the same time, everyone's hyper-focused on Chase Young because of the injury, because of the time, because of he's the high draft pick. He's that, as we just said. And Chase has done it every year, though. Chase has done it every year, though. Do you know what I mean? But so has Montez Sweat. And no one's getting on this case. (laughs) But the difference there is Montez Sweat had a good season last year. Yeah, you know, and he looked like he was, he, you know, he was ready to ball out. He, he stepped up it. a little he, bit. He stepped up a bit. And the thing is, as well, this guy's got a lot of family problems, man. I mean, I mean, you, you see, like yeah. through all the shit he's been through the last couple of years. I mean, he's probably got to do a lot of things for his family that we've got no idea about. You know what I mean? Right. And if it's voluntary, I'm not going to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need other, th- I need to do other things. You know, and I, I could probably get that. And I can understand. You know, but. No, he had his jaw broke last year as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, guy's had, he, like, this guy's had like loads of, his, loads his of problems. His brother about. died, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Think, Good yeah, God, and there's another know, thing there's as well happened on. as well. I can't remember what was early on in the year. It's really, mm-hmm. it's just really, really bad luck with, with, with family and friends. And Obviously, he must have a few rough, few rough guys, you know what I mean? He's probably come from a rough area or whatever, but, you know, it's... Um, I can understand I can, I can understand if there's genuine issues. It's, it's like the rookie, wasn't it? It was a Quan Martin. He didn't show for yeah. rookie minicamp, did he? Because he had family other things issues, on. Yeah. Family issues. And, you know, think life happens. Shit happens. It does, but yeah, with, it does, yeah. But with Chase, nothing's come out saying, oh, he had a family problem or this or that. He just, nothing's happened, do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. So, I can understand why you know, everyone's getting on Chase again, you know. Yeah, another thing on training camp then. So, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin have looked solid. Uh, Forbes picked off Jake from... Uh, and ran well with Curtis Samuel. So, like, like speed for speed, he ran really well against Curtis Samuel on the routes, which was good. Uh, he did get a bit bodied against uh, Cole Turner. Um, Cole Turner, like, literally smashed into him. It was a quite heavy collision, <laughs> and it was like a oof, okay, you know, one of them. But he shook it off, carried on, no issues whatsoever. Uh, well, forget Martin... it. He shouldn't be able to go against tight ends, should he? Let's face it, six foot six fella. And you know yeah, what I mean? And then... <laughs> And Quan Martin had a good uh, a good collision pass breakup with uh, with Logan Thomas as well. Nice, nice. So Lo- actually, you want to see? We need yeah. our defense, our, our DBs, our DBs to be stopping the, the buddy guys in the slot and the tight ends. You know that's the thing. And the thing is as well. Did you hear about um, Terry giving um, showing Forbes the way? You know what I mean? Like in seven on sevens, and he just left him for dead. For this, I can't remember what move it was, but absolutely killed him. And it was just like ah, you know. Welcome to this the big league, boy. Yeah, this is what you doing the pro. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> this is how, this is how it's going to be. That's why I think he's going to be class because he's going to play against these guys every every week. You know what I mean? Every day, nearly. Look, if you're iron sharp, it's get iron, better. as they say, yeah, don't exactly. they? So yeah. you're playing against you know the likes of Jahan Dotson, your Terry McLaurin, your Curtis Samuels, even Diami Brown's a decent receiver. You know what I mean? Hmm. You think to yourself, well, okay. We've got weapons, man. And we've got a QB yeah. can throw it there, can deliver it. So Exactly that. You know, exactly so it's uh, so it's only going to make him better as long as he doesn't get hurt. You know, I mean, that's that's it. And it's, and, and he's he's, he's going to be class for us, man. He really will. I mean, yeah, you know, DBs are meant to get burned. That's what you hmm. don't understand. Like, DBs are meant to get burned. If they're one-on-one, with, 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 <laughs> and the ball's thrown properly, the DB should get beat every time. Dude, I've never understood the cornerback <laughs> position because, like, you are literally running the same route backwards. as a wide receiver backwards. <laughs> I mean, what on earth? It's just, you got to be that quick backwards. Yeah, yeah it's insane, just, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. It, it and, is. And to be, until and you get that break. Be bang on. And, yeah, until man. you get that break, and then it's either, oh, my God, I, I've lost him. Am I going to hit him? Is it a pass interference? Exactly. And now, obviously, the way that the game is working, it's it's heavily, heavily favoured for the wide receiver anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to look for that. Um, yeah, pass and, that's, and that's why you call. see DBs panic at the last minute and give a PI away. Yeah, because they're thinking the guy's going to just get there before him. Well, if the ball's delivered on time in the right place, the DB should be dead. Should be in, even the game. Do you know what I mean? And and that's the thing you see. It's like if if your cornerback can produce, you know, you've got you. you that's that, that's why they are premium positions. You know what I mean? It's all about ago. timing, though, isn't it? For for Emmanuel Ford. Yeah, I mean, it's about years timing. Ago. That's why he's he's always been around the ball and got these these picks. You know, if you look at the yeah, one he knows he where he's off, the one he picked off at Kentucky against Will Levis, just he just, he just read it completely, read the entire yeah. play and thought, Screen, I know this, bang, bang, I'm gone. Yeah, and that was it. Gone yeah. to, to the house. Um, funnily enough, yeah, this uh, the last bit of really on the field news that we've got is Cole Turner. Cole Turner is attending Tight End University this off season, which is obviously a clinic. If nobody doesn't know, it's a clinic that's hosted by Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Greg Olson. Um, last year they oh, had nice. nine, they had ninety um, tight ends 
um, attend. Um, so even like uh, even NFL dudes, like all yeah. my, all all NFL dudes, my, my, oh, not, okay. not all of them, but majority of NFL dudes or high end college dudes. And this was at the request of Eric Bieniemy. So that's quite interesting that mm. EB said, "Kelsey, Travis, <laughs> yeah, Bonesy, George Kittle." Go and learn from Greg Olson. I mean, there's three premium tight ends. You know what I mean? We, we yeah, probably all Hall of Famers at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this leads us on, really, to a question that uh, Commander Viscount posted to us on Twitter. So thank you very much for your question. And that was, do you think that Cole Turner takes the next step this year? Um, tough question, really, because we don't know what he really is yet. He's still the unknown, isn't he? I mean, he's a receiver that turns a tight end. He looked okay, but then Heineke and, and Wentz kind of threw him into the wolves and got himself knocked out by a shit pass that he tried to catch. Um, and he can cost the rest of the season, you know? So so it was, it was difficult, really. It's difficult to know what we've really got with him. But he, let's face it, he can't be much worse because he didn't really produce anything for us last year. So I'm going to say yes, but he's going to have to take that next step as well. I mean, nice that the enemy's told him, look, man, you're way behind. You need to go and see those dudes, you know, at their at their clinics. Great, you know, that's only going to be a, a benefit for him. I don't but, necessarily think that's because he's way behind. I think it's just a hey, you go be. and see from the best and go and get your. Yeah, but if, if that's the case, then why did he send all of them? It's true. Yeah, you see true. what I mean? So, so there must be something like that 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 he maybe he's not as he's maybe behind a couple of them or whatever, and that's understandable. You know, he is a receiver turning to tight end, so, um, so I can understand like the, like the nuance of the position that he probably doesn't really know too much about. Or he's not great about. That's fine, you know. And I, but again, that should only help him. That true. clinic should only help him. So, and he's going to have to step up because we've lost Amani Rogers for the season. So. Already. We'll get on to it, and we'll get on to that. Uh, yeah. Are we going to get on to him? Are we? Yeah. yeah, so, we are, yeah. so to answer your question, Viscount. Yes, but ish. I don't expect miracles from the dude. You know what I mean? But I think yeah, I just want to see him better than what he was. But I just want to see him as a serviceable red zone guy. To be honest with you, that's where I, where I definitely see yeah, him. Yeah, and again, um, that's on Scott Turner's fault. He yeah. never schemed it up for him at all last season. So and obviously before he got hit, no, obviously after he got the concussion, he never came back. Blocking all the time as well. He's not a blocking. Yeah, he's not a blocker. Yeah, no, ridiculous man. Big, massive wingspan. You know, tall guy, <laughs> heavy set guy, red zone threat. Can Sp- run a decent well. route, speedy. speedy, and you think, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to make him block. <laughs> when you've got John Bates, who is the best blocker in tight yeah. end in the NFL as a yeah. rookie, and he doesn't even block, and it's like, well, he's now your pass catcher. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, fucking I'm, I'm for you, mate. I'm lost. I'm lost with that disaster. But yeah, I agree. to answer your question there, Viscount. Yeah, I think that um, he will take the next step, whatever the next step is. Very raw. Um, well, has next the step talent for me is there. better than what he was last year. I mean, that's all he can say. He yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think totally he will agree. be better. He will be better than he was last year. But again, that's not that's not a wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he didn't produce shit last year, so. So we've got a couple of injury uh, updates, as we just discussed there. Cat out the bag from Scouse. Um, Armani Rogers uh, got a non-contact Achilles injury, which is requiring surgery, and he will be out for between 9 to 12 months. So on the back of that then, Paul Medley has asked, um, shout out to Paul, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. he has asked, who is the next man up then from there? Well, I think we've already mentioned him, haven't we? Really, I think we've, we've got we've got obviously Logan Thomas is going to be now that we've Got lost Armani Rogers. I can't see, uh, I can't see him, I can't see thinking of being cut now, Thomas. I can't see him being no. cut now. Um, so because he'll be the starter, then you've got your Bates at two, and then you've got the other wide receiver slash tight end, you know, in Turner. You've got you got Hodges as well, you've got Hodges as well, but you again, you don't know what you get with him. I mean, obviously, uh, last season. Practice squad, um, wasn't he? Lo- Logan Paulson was big on him, thinking, "Hey, this guy looks sharp. He looks really good." So maybe he can, maybe he's going to be the guy who's going to step up really, even more than maybe even more than Turner. But at the moment, it's 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 still a status quo. It's still a status quo. There's there's no um there's no changes to it. The only difference is that Rogers has probably gone from tight end three to out, and and Hodges comes up to tight end three or four. Three, yeah. And uh, yeah. on the back of that, then as well, um, Christian Burt again has asked another question. And basically saying, 
did we make a mistake by not drafting a tight end? Hmm. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, but, but the thing, the thing is that we still got bodies. We still got guys who actually got some potential. So it's 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 still a reasonably strong group. So for me, I don't think it was a mistake. Don't get me wrong. I mean, on podcasts, you know, before the draft and the rest, I really wanted Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know it was a bit of a. Well, he wasn't really a reach at one. I mean, because he did go in. I think did he go in the first? Or was it the second round? He went second Mayer? round, but early remember. second, early, early second. 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 Yeah, yeah. So again, King K went to the Bills, didn't he? That's what he went in, first. In the first round, he, yeah. he went, but he was the first tight end off the board, he was wasn't the he? First time, time, and then it was yeah. then it was Mayer, and then it was yeah, the other dude. But yeah, I mean. But I really wanted someone like that because he could do both and he could do it well as in block and he and he can receive as a receiver as well. But again, that, that would have sent our offense over the top, I think, personally. Just having him there. But again, okay. Mayor went, May went, May went to the Cowboys. Did he go to the no, did he go to the Cowboys? Mm. Michael Mayer. Think so, yeah. Oh, please don't say that, mate. Pretty certain he did. I'm pretty certain. He'll, he he'll, 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 he'll tear us up, man, if he second, second, second round as far as I'm aware. I'm going to Google have now, a mate. search, have a search of it. But yeah. yeah, Christian, to answer your question, I don't think that he made uh, we made a mistake in a, in in a tight end. As Scout said, there hindsight's always good. Twenty twenty. Um, I was really high. No, on he, went to the, he went to the Raiders. He went to the. Oh, was it the Raiders? Oh, sorry. Yeah, my yeah. yeah I th- I'm I sure it. they got Shoemaker, didn't they? they it was Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Why did? Why am I thinking? I knew yeah. they got a tight end. I was just thinking, dang. But yeah, that's yeah, that's fine because Shoemaker's only average. I mean, that guy would have been different level. He'd have been like better, even better than uh, Dalton, you know. Dalton can't change, yeah. No, 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 Dalton, oh, and, guy, oh, yeah, yeah. Shoot, Schultz, Schultz, for... Schultz, yeah, Dalton Schultz, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have been better, you'd have been better than him, to be fair. But yeah, Christian, I think we, with, with them, that tight end room as it was, Thomas, uh, Amani Rogers, Curtis Hodges in and around the practice squad, um, and then John Bates bodies. and Cole Turners. We've got people there. We've also got people who are undrafted free agents who are camp bodies. Just so, got don't to be surprised. Start, don't be surprised if one of them steps up as well. Maybe they've you just got know. they've just got to step up. You know, Thomas needs to be back to the guy two three years ago. You know what I mean? Rather yeah. than the guy we got last year. I understand the blown ACL and took him a while to get back. This year he's got to step up, man. He's got to be a true leader like he used to be, mm-hmm. um, and produce. If he does, then we won't be we won't, we won't be too bothered about the other guys because it'd be Thomas starting most of the time. So yeah, you know, so it wouldn't it won't be a problem unless Thomas doesn't produce. See what I mean? So then you then you're hoping that Turner can produce or Hodges can produce for you because Bates is not a, a production guy like that. He's a blocker, no. you know. You, you can Pure catch blocker. a little bit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a catch a little bit. He's not a great receiver. The other guys are a lot more receiver style. So it's if Thomas doesn't show up, you're really relying on Turner, and then you're thinking, shit. Now we're thinking, hmm, the levels drop there from the Thomas to the Turner. If that makes sense. So that's yeah. when you start to worry. But hopefully Thomas is back to a one tip top shape and then. We will we'll be fine anyway. The only other bit of injury news we've got here is Jamin Davis is in a minor cleanup procedure on his knee. Um, earlier in the off season, um, it took place, and he's only participating at the moment through walkthroughs. He is at OTAs, but he's just doing the walkthroughs. It's not expected to be any sort of long term issue, and he'll apparently be ready to go midway through training camp. So no issues from me for that. Yeah. If you're having a little scope, as we said before, maybe a bit of cartilage removal, a bit of a cleanup. Yeah, a bit of no, trim. not not really issue. Do you know what I yeah, mean? it's so... normally it's normally a six to eight week thing back before you start getting back into sprinting. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be well ready before the season. Way way ready. So we've got a bit of player news as well, Scouts. So we signed two players to the active roster. Um, Farod Gardner, linebacker, who was most recently with the DC Defenders in the XFL. As you kindly, as you pointed out before we started recording, he has had a previous stint with us. In 2022, and on roster day, final roster day cuts, he was cut from uh, from our uh, training camp team. Um, he spent last training camp in 2022 with us. Four-year college starter with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Um, so here's an interesting one. Can you name the two other Raging Cajuns that are on our uh, current roster? Well, I know Percy Butler's one. Um, yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody else? Is, is yeah. There's two more. There's isn't, isn't this one guy. More. There's, there's one, one more after. Yeah. Raging Cajun. Ooh. Do you want a clue? Yeah. He's in position. Last draft pick this year. Oh, uh, Jones. Andre Jones. Andre Jr. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he was from uh, Raging Cajuns. And the only other oh, connection okay. we've the only other connection to Louisiana that we've had 
was Brian Mitchell was drafted in 1990 um, from Louisiana as well. So yeah, that's yeah, there's your raging Cajuns that have played for us uh, <laughs> in the past. Um, yeah, he played all the NF all the um, games for the X in the XFL this year for the DC Defenders, uh, all ten games. Comes in as a bit of a camp body, see how it goes. Um, and because of this, to make this move, because we we're already at the full 90-man roster, we have released Nathan Jerry or uh, Gary. I don't know how you pronounce his That guy again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I think he was well. on the squad, man. He's Nathan, been more, Nathan Gary. God. He's, he's been more cut than Edward Scissor. <laughs> 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 Honestly, that lad. Oh, anyway, ne- next one we've got is uh, Jared Jones-Smith who's an offensive tackle, mainly a right tackle, has played left tackle in the past, former Pittsburgh College undrafted free agent in 2018. He has spent time bouncing around Texans, Dolphins, 49ers, Raiders, Raiders and the Ravens. So, I mean, surely he's he's a camp body, surely. Yeah, he is, yeah. Started three games with the Raiders in 2020. Uh, and he started one game with the Ravens in 2021. And most recently, he's been playing with the St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL. And he was named to the XFL All-Star team uh, at right tackle, played all 10 games and was voted the best offensive lineman in the XFL this year. Whether that's up to much or not, I don't know. <laughs> but again, it's a... It's a it's I mean, it, a is, it isn't the NFL, though, is it? Do you know what I mean? So... A lot of upside on this guy. A lot of high upside, but a very low floor as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Left tackle could be up for grabs in our team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't see... I mean, I can't see him taking on Wiley if he is going to be the right tackle. Purely because of we bought to be ZB's boy as well. I just can't see this guy overtaking him as the starter. Okay. But, but if he's a, you know... Anything that's half decent and better than what we've got, which let's face it, we don't have a lot of true depth in the tackles area, really. I mean, you got Lucas, but again, he's on his. I think he's old. I think he's not. He's not that good. Let's face it. You know, he's serviceable. He's not great. Braden Daniels, we don't know what he's he, going to be. We, we don't he's know what he's going to be yet. No, and I was. I think they're going to try him at left tackle, um, but obviously mm-hmm. at the moment he doesn't really look the size. But, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's the only guy I'm, I'm intrigued about. Really, is uh, is this guy got what it takes? Because that guy you just said there, yeah, best in the XFL, but played right tackle. I mean, you can throw it's a big difference being right tackle in the XFL and going to left tackle. We've not played for probably a few years. Yeah, well, that's it. Back to the NFL level. It's a big difference, man. Started three games, as I said, for the Raiders at left tackle. So that is, I mean, I know it's 2020, COVID year and all that. Three, that's three years ago, you know. Exactly. You don't know what he's like. And how old is he? How old is he? Do you know? No idea. No, Um, I mean. The 20, yeah. 2018 draft pick. So he's going to be about 27, I think, probably there or thereabouts. Um, and you think to yourself, yeah. okay, this guy's coming in. Um, he's going to try and make a make a bit of a splash. Six foot six, 340 pounds as well. So he's a big Yeah, board, I mean, he's, you know he's, I mean? he's got yeah, he's, he's got the size. Size and sure. height there. So, yeah, great. Um, the, and to make the move again, obviously, because we were at 90-man roster, as we just said that before, we've released mm. Drew Himmelman. Um, another offensive tackle, but tackle who again has bounced around practice squad, including ours last year. So he's been with us more times than again I can shake a stick at. He's a he's always on our practice squad in 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 and around. Last bit of player news then is we signed all our draft picks. The only but apart from two, and the only two that are unsigned remain Emmanuel Forbes and Jatavius Quan Martin. They are our but two so, highest draft so picks. They so have not been so, so these guys have not signed, but they're training. They are training. That doesn't but make any sense not. to me, that. Because, again, once not, he gets hurt now, he got no not contract. Signed. Not signed. Mm, that's weird. I mean, what are the after then? Is it kind of like more off-front money compared to the rest of the deal or is it something like that? Or What I think you've got to remember as well is there's obviously a, there's going to be a breakdown, isn't there? Now, normally what you offer a first-round pick, what you offer a second and third and so on, hmm. there's normally that standardised contract, isn't there, for a rookie. Um, yeah. It's whether we've got the money to actually do that. That's the worrying thing. Where's, are we waiting to mm. cut normal oh, well. to oh, then well to pay, pay? But, but where's the money coming from? Because right now, if you cut Norwell, it's fine. If you wait till June 1st, which may be why they're waiting till June 1st, and they said, hey, we'll pay you out of what coffers we've got left as a bit of an injury settlement or a here's some money for you to come to training camp and we'll give you that money uh, for OTAs to, to make sure you get paid and maybe we'll wait until the 1st to make sure these post-1st June cuts 
go in, which is uh, Chase Roulier and Bobby McCain. There are two. Probably waiting for a, a June first cut for Norwell as well. Which I thought you. Only, I thought you. Think, I, I thought you could only have two. You, only do two. you can only do two. I'm pretty certain <clears throat> that we did designate Bobby McCain as a post June first cut. I'm just thinking about Norwell as well. We definitely Norwell. designated um, Chase Rudier as a, as a post June first. Yeah, cut, he definitely that, is. That's where the, the money, money is. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, well, is that Norwell is injured at the moment as well, so you ah, can't you, you can't cut maybe. a guy who's injured. So. Um, so they're waiting for probably him to be healthy and then and then fire him off. So, but Maybe. that could be any time. When's he healthy? Next month, next week? I don't know. But um, by the time you're there, you're, you're already past that first June anyway. And then on the first of June, boom, just caught him. Yeah, signed, just caught yeah. him anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so you might be a guy signed. who's just literally a post June cup, but not designated. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Um, and that's probably where the money's come off from. So yeah, it's another week for them, isn't it? Basically, another week. And then they'll get paid their proper money. But again, yeah. I do see you know, sometimes, though, that some of these guys don't want their money up front and all, and a bigger bonus at the start compared to the oh, second yeah. half of the contract. Or There's always always agents trying to negotiate shit like that. So there might be an element of that, too, as well. be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. But as soon as we hear any news on whether they have signed their contracts, that's fine. But all the other draft picks signed up, job done. So um, I'm quite pleased with that so far. So we've got some fan questions then that have come in. So thank you very much for submitting these fan questions. Really appreciate it. Keeps us on the um, straight and narrow. It gives us an, an opportunity to get um, to answer what you guys want to want to hear from us. Mike Allen's put in about 30, as he normally does. <laughs> so, yeah. Cheers, Mike. Shout out to Mike. You can yeah. find Mike at Twitter. He is Mike mm-hmm. at Mike Allen 9999. Give him a follow. Mm-hmm. Great guy. A massive Wolves fan as well um, for his sins. But, yeah, it is what it is. So the first one he asks says, with our defense scoring 21 points, with our defense, will scoring 21 points on average from the offense be enough to guarantee victory? Because last year our average our average points was probably 21, wasn't it? Was our average points for the well the, as 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 in our offense or our, our offense defense? was yeah. our, our offense, offense was, was 19. 20. Uh, offense was 19, 19 points on average. Yeah. It was shocking, mate. It was bad. Um, um, to answer your question, Mike, no, I think offense only averaging 21 points a game ain't going to cut it, man, because we've taken on a lot better quarterbacks this year as well. Yeah, man. true. So, you know, it's um, and the schedule's just brutal for us. You know, I think we've got, I think, a seven out of, the, out of 10 games away from home halfway through the season where we were leads into the the bye week and we've got two way games back to back straight after. You know, it's brutal, man. It's absolutely brutal. And we've got some quality QBs that you mentioned in previous shows that we're playing against. So for me, mate, I think we've got to be getting close to 24 points on average minimum. Our defense yeah. will keep us in it to most of the time. But we but we do need to be scoring on average 24 points per game. I think 21 just wouldn't be enough, mate. So I got a little note against this as well saying it's got better, as in our defense has actually got better. I truly believe that. With the two, the first two draft picks we picked up this year in uh, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, um, putting them two in there is going to make our back end better by by significant amount. You know, taking the ball away didn't do that last year, so um, yeah, this is going to make us better. But the NFC East has also got better, and that's the problem. So divisionally, you're going to struggle a little bit as well. Um, so I I kind of agree with you, Scouts. There, scoring 21 points is just not going to be enough um, to get it done this year. Mike's second question then is with a 12 and 5 record almost a certainty, which <laughs> five teams might fluke a win against us? I like your optimism, Mike, but uh... I do too. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I, th- I think it's I think it's quite easy. You're gonna see five losses. You're gonna see to be fair, as I say, I think I've had us at you know 10 and 7 and stuff like that, you know, at, yeah, at best, at best, you know. I think so, I was nine, I think it was nine and eight, I think. Yeah, end, I think you but, were, yeah. yeah. But obviously the easy ones are gonna be things like Buffalo. That's going to be one that's yeah. going to beat us. Uh, Philadelphia. What, yeah, the Giants, Dallas. Always, the, the, yeah. We always tend to share these games most of the time. You know, it's, it's, it, no, it doesn't matter how well you're playing at that time. It's, it's, it's in, in-house. It's, it's, it's family business, you know what I mean? So, so there's always going to be, you know, there's always with that edge. So I think, you know, I think we'll split them three. So, and then Buffalo. And I think the Niners as well. I think there's at least, there's at least five. Miami, maybe. Tough Maybe, but well. I, yeah, I think well, we are at home. I think we've got a better chance because we are at home yeah. um, against them. But again, for me, if you're going to pick five out of the bag straight away, 
it's probably those five that I just mentioned. The question, what do, Mike what, asks, do what do you think? I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. That, that mm. you've actually nailed it there for me. Um, Dallas, Philly, um, Giants. They always beat us. I mean, you know, it's just Daniel Jones, I, is like I, a demon I, against I would, us. You know, I would say Miami, um, Buffalo, definitely, and probably the 49ers. Yeah, you, yeah, that's, that's more than five, then, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say Giants because <laughs> I, I don't think the Giants are the Giants, know, man. Both. It doesn't matter how good they are or bad they are, we never beat them. We always lose, <laughs> always lose at their place, yeah, always you know. lose at their place. Yeah, yeah, man. So, Mike's third question is Do you think, do you like me feel that the O line will be much better than many think? I am you're optimistic our, about it. You're I'm our, optimistic. You're our resident big man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I am optimistic. I am. I think, I think it will be better. I do think it'll be better than what people say it's going to be. Okay. Um, you know, I think, I think we've got some good players there that people don't really truly rate or understand. You know, like, you know, this guy's, you know, Wiley. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can look at his tape and there's some bits that's like, oh my God, you know, he, he just got blown up there by, by, by one of the pass rushes. And, but don't forget though, in the, in the, in the, in the Super Bowl when it really mattered, Zero he was unbelievable, and, and he rinsed. Who did he rinse? Who was who's the guy who was chasing after him? It was um the the Philly dudes. Who, who the Philly yeah. pass rushes? No, Ryan. and then they went back. And um, um, R, doesn't it? There was a guy who came who came through this year after one season. There's, honestly, there's about two or three really really good pass rushes for, for the Eagles anyway. And there was zero sacks on, on Mahomes. So again, for me, I've got I've got to be buoyed by that and say hey, he, he played. Big time in a big time game. So for me, he's a, he's a baller. So then you look at then you look at the other guys coming through there on the other side. So you got you still got your Cosme. I think Cosme will play right guard. Um, and again, he's he's solid. I mean, as long as he doesn't get injured and he stop messing them around by changing positions all the time in and out in and out the game. Just play him one position, play him there. He will get better and he'll be a very good player for us. Center is an interesting one because Nick Gates. You said he's coming here as a center. And when you when you like watch some of the film when he came back on his bad injury and there was a bad injury he had like six or seven surgeries on that leg, um, which it was against us unfortunately at FedEx, um, he he was balling out um, and also um, he you know when like players leave a team, and yeah. you, always, and you always read the fans' reactions of like thank God he's they hated him going. They, they hated, hated him it. going. They, they, they were it. devastated he left. So, yeah. so and that tells you something because their offensive line wasn't very good. So we think about it thinking, shit, we've lost him. And they probably hated their whole line. But besides two guys, it was Nick Gates and, and Thomas on the left tackle. Yeah, Everybody right. else is a waste of time. And, and so they were devastated when he left, especially coming to us as well, you know, in division rival. So they're really upset. So that tells me that this guy's a very good player and a very good person to have around your team. So he's probably going to start. But then you've also got Stromberg there as well, who was the LSEC all pro. Superstar center last year, um, and very learns very quickly from his mistakes and what you see. So we've got some good depth at center. So again, you know, and don't forget the other guy who's in, injury prone, but he's there. Um, Tyler Larson. Larson, Tyler Larson. Tyler Larson. Yeah. We've got solid centers. The only time, the only, and the left tackle, yeah, you, you, you're looking at Leno if he's going to still be and not be cut. And then you got Brayden Daniels. Yeah, you know, I don't know how good he's going to be. That's this is where it gets sketchy. It's on the left side of the line, really. You know, it's the most left, important bit as well. Yeah, <laughs> your left side and your left guard. I mean, what do you what do you even might do is because being like that, Cosme is uh, he played a lot of left tackle in college, didn't he, Cosme? As well, mm-hmm. you might play him left guard to be more solid to, with the left tackle. Do you know what I mean? And and bring in say you know a Paul to play right guard or or Daniels, Charles maybe, to play. Right. Daniels if he can't cut it as a as a left tackle left side do you know what I mean so, so they might mess around with it a little bit there I mean I know in training camp at the moment it's Sadiq at left guard and, and Daniels at left tackle but it's just kind of like it's interesting but I do think that they'll step up and I do think that they'll, they'll I think they will produce I think they'll produce and because you've got a better quarterback there as well who will use his legs who's used to not having an offensive line don't, 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 don't forget that you know, this last season in college, he didn't have any 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 offensive line. It was shite. So he was running for his life. So he knows what to do. He knows when to run. He knows when to throw it. He knows when to keep it and take the sack or throw it away. You know, his decision making is very good. So, so for me, that will also make the offensive line look better as well. So, uh, so for me, yes, I do think it'll be better than what people think it's going to be. Agreed. Don't have anything more to say on that. So we'll move on. Well done. Thanks, Mike, for your questions. I've got one more from Mike, but we'll do that at the end. 
Okay. Alid uh, at UK Commanders has asked. Uh, shout out to Alid as well, been on the show uh, as well. Great mm. guy. Um, do we stick with Joey Sly as our kicker, or do we see some competition being brought in to test him? And Ali wants to see goggles himself, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. He wants to see him okay. brought in. I so, mean, competition, uh, as you say, iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? So it does. So from my angle, for me, yes, you've got you've got to put pressure on. Sly, you got because end of the day, this guy misses too many extra points, and and you know field goals. He, he tends to be quite solid with the field goal side of it. He doesn't tend to miss too many. However, the extra points, mate, he he's got to knock them through like it's nothing. Otherwise, you know, he's he's just he's just becoming a liability. You know, end of the day, we're not a team he puts on forty points a game. You know, thirty five points a game like like the, the Kansas does and the Eagles do against most teams. So you can't afford to miss those points. They are they are gimmies, but we need to we need them to have crucial. a chance to win. It's crucial, crucial for us, well. and that's what puts more pressure on the kicker as well because of that. Uh, mm-hmm. you, they know you need to put that through the posts. But for me, yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, yeah, bringing the guy who's already got a proven NFL experience. Let's see if he's back from his injury because he didn't get a really bad bad injury, Blankenship. Yeah, he did, and yeah. that was the reason why eventually he ended up getting cut. Um, was he the was he the Colts? He was the Colts, wasn't he? Was that? Yeah, yeah, I think he was Colts. Yeah. Mm. And he was good for them for quite a while. He was so, very um, good, yeah. He's very yeah, good. Yeah, then he got a bad injury, I think it was a hip or something like that. And um obviously when he came back, he wasn't that good with shit, and then obviously he caught him. So um but yeah, for me, you've you've got to put pressure on him at the end of the day. Let them fight it out, bring in a blanking ship or, or by all means. So next one then is from Kyle Ronick, the podfather. A uh, shout Ooh. out to Kyle again. Podfather. Um, the- Father's on so at the Burgundy Zone, you can find Kyle on Twitter and also go and watch them uh, on YouTube and subscribe to their show. Great show! Uh, he says, Who gets more snaps this season, Chris Rodriguez or Braden Daniels? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good, que- good it's question. It's a toughie, this isn't it? This is a toughie, yeah. Good question, Kyle. Um. Yeah, well, we've just talked about it there. Yeah, we could go so many different ways with Daniels. Maybe Carl's sniffing the sniffing the same way we are. Is he Mm. thinking "Hmm, because Leno's not at training camp? Yeah, maybe he's caught and is Daniels going to start or or is or he going to bring in somebody else? You know what I mean? You don't know. Um, But you know when these post June cuts happen, like we got Leno from that way as well. So so those things so those things can happen again. Um, But yeah, man, that's a tough one. But for me. If it stays the way it is, I think Rodriguez gets more because he is a back at the end of the day. And they're going to offer him, they're going to give him the snaps. They're going to give, when B-Wob needs a rest and he still needs the bruiser, they're going to, they're going to give it to, to Rodriguez to, to start steam through them. So, so from that, from that angle, I'd say Rodriguez at this moment, if, if Leno gets caught, then obviously that changes everything. And yeah, I think, and I, and, I th- and I think, I think Daniels then probably takes a lot more snaps at that point. Couldn't agree more, more with you. I think Chris Rodriguez gets more snaps this year if it stays the way it stays at the moment with the current roster. As you said, imagine being in the position that you are when Brian Robinson's been carving it up, needs a rest, you're in the third quarter, the defence is tired, and what have you got? Another absolute bruising back mm-hmm. to come in, smash through again, downhill running. Yes, Chris Rodriguez is going to get more mm-hmm. snaps than Braden Daniels. Smash mouth football, baby. Smash mouth Correct, football. correct. Uh, Andy Burrows, Washington, UK fan. Also, The Bunker, you are on his show. So go and listen to The mm. Bunker. Subscribe to that and follow Andy on Twitter. Oh, oh. He, said, he says, does Mike Reed come out to play on Friday when we hit week one in DC? <laughs> well, that's pretty easy, that one, Burrows. We all know this one. It's a no-go, isn't it? He's never going to show up. <laughs> I got faith. I got faith in him. I got faith I in Reed. He's gonna be. I there. He's gonna be. He won't. He won't be there. there. He won't be there. He'll say he will, and then all of a sudden, a sudden, his phone will go off, or he will lose his phone, or something like that. He can't get through to him. His, yeah. his cat. His cat's dogs died. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wind. The wind's blowing. I'm. I'm not coming out tonight, lads. Sorry. <laughs> Shout yeah, yeah. out to Mike. Shout out to Mike Reed. You're gonna be there. I've got <laughs> faith in you. I've got faith in you. You're gonna. Yeah, be you won't there. show. Prove me wrong, Reed. Prove me wrong. So we'll finish the show then with this last question from Mike Allen. It's a corker, actually, to be fair. It says, one, ha- one has to go. Oh. Carlisle United, Liverpool, Newcastle Falcons, all the commanders. Now, for you, this might be easy. For me. Yeah, this is easier for me, man. Yeah, for you, it's a killer. For you, you, you don't <laughs> yeah. say, obviously, 
You obviously going to say Liverpool, aren't you? Of course I am. I'm going to say Newcastle Falcons because oh, rugby. Yeah. I actually yeah. rugby a while back, but that's, I'm, that's not really my bag. And plus, it's Newcastle, so no. So I mean, Carlisle. My sister used to used to uh, live in Carlisle, so and I went there quite a lot. So I've got a soft spot for Carlisle United. So, so from that angle, I, I, we can keep them. Um, obviously, Liverpool keeping as well, you know, yeah, and course, obviously yeah. the commanders are keeping. So for me, it was easy. For me, it was a Newcastle one. That it's going to have easy. to be Newcastle for me as well. Unfortunately, I'm not going to do you dirty scouts. Oh. You love Liverpool. I love Carlisle. <laughs> I love I love the Commanders. We're not getting rid of them at all. So yeah. unfortunately, doesn't leave us a lot. Ideally, I would say <laughs> Liverpool. Yes, but no, yeah, I'm yeah, not going to do you dirty like that. I'm going to do you dirty like that. Well, that's been a great show. Actually, really enjoyed it this week. Thanks so much for everybody for. Uh, putting their fan questions in really really appreciate it obviously if there's things that you want to do differently please let us know on twitter you've got scouse you can find at scouse 20 me i am at scotty h84 scouse 20 that's what i just said scouse 20 no you said scouse 20 oh mate i am on i'm just just gotta correct you there you know what i mean that's what i do yeah you do it good job it's your your show mate it's your show (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the show itself is at one point safety four on twitter so yeah head out to us um you'll see the graphics that are behind us we've got a new graphic um thanks to john Taman for that and um hopefully a lot of new things to come in the off season we'll keep you updated Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you the same time next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast, and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter, at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.